Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama, yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. Listen, have you ever felt like you've been in in an impossible situation? Like I'm talking like Red Sea in front of you and uh, Pharaoh's army behind you. (laughs) Have you ever been in a tight spot and felt like you don't even have what it takes to um, to do some of the things that you feel like you should be doing? Um, Yeah. Do you ever feel like you don't qualify to do some of the things you have in your heart to do? Well, if so, I think you are really going to enjoy this episode. So I would get your uh, get your pen and your paper. You you might want to get your Bible for this one. This is, It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I cannot wait to hear your, uh, your feedback. So enjoy. Hey, listen, I am so glad that you are here today for this, um, for this podcast episode. This is so, um, first of all, I'm loving, I'm loving the opportunity to, um, to, to come to you this way and to really pour and give you what God gives to me. And, um, yeah, so this is, this is exciting for me. I hope that you are ready. Put your seatbelt on because we have a, we have a pretty good topic today. Um, I want to talk to you about this. Um, if not you, then who? Okay. If not you, then who? Or maybe why not you? Why not you? (laughs) And let me tell you where this came from. So you know how I am about my, my Bible stories, right? And so I, I see these things in, in full color HD and um, oftentimes cartoon characters. It's just the way that I can understand the story. And recently I was going back, you know, in my, in my church, we've actually been um, going through the book of um, Genesis and Exodus. And, um, and, and I was going back and reading and looking at some notes that I had written um, a few years ago, and it was probably something I, I spoke about, I'm, I'm sure it was, um, a year or so ago. And I'm looking at the story of Moses, right? And it's so fascinating. There's so much um, to, to, to be... Uh, extract it from from the story but I want to share it with you hopefully I, I think it'll shift your perspective because um, while I am telling you about Moses I am talking about you okay that's how that goes <laughs> and you guys know how much I like to do that that's exactly how water walker was written where we're tell I'm telling you about Peter but I'm talking about you okay so 
something really fascinating about the story of Moses, right? And I want you to see yourself in in, in this. So uh, the you're probably familiar with if you've seen like the Ten Commandments or whatever. Um, which is, uh, no, I'm going to hold my comments on the Ten Commandments. It is um, a movie. Um, And in the Ten Commandments or any other Moses movie you've seen, uh, you know about the the story line where he's at the burning bush, right? And so he's at the burning bush and God comes to him and gives him this assignment, like tells him he has to go to Egypt and he has to go to Pharaoh and he has to command Pharaoh to let um, the children of Israel go, let the Hebrew people go. And Moses is like, yeah, right. No, I'm not going to be able to do this. And now please let me, let me, um, let me tell you that this, this is all found in Exodus three. And if you, well, starting, I think in Exodus three, Exodus four. Um, now when you go read it, you got to hear me speaking, right? And I'm going to tell you the story the way that I, I think you need to know it. And so Moses has this encounter with God and he gives him this assignment, right? So if we, if we pause right there for a second, you got to understand Moses's story, right? He is a Hebrew baby who is born during the time when the Pharaoh had declared that all the Hebrew boys um, under a certain age be, um, be killed. All the Hebrew boys, they, he, Pharaoh had, um, had had ordered that they be killed because uh, the Pharaoh had saw that the Hebrew people were growing mighty, right? They were expanding um, and they were producing and he was afraid that they would rise up and have a whole army, right? So he ordered that the boys be killed. And Moses' mom was like, yeah, right, not my baby, right? (laughs) So Moses' mom says, not my baby. And they make the basket and they put the baby in the basket, right? Baby Moses goes into the basket. His um, sister Miriam takes him down to the Nile River, puts the baby in the basket into the river. And the baby, this um, this Hebrew baby, um, shows up at the steps of, um, or at the, at, at the, yeah, at the steps of Pharaoh's daughter's um, living quarters, right? And she takes this baby out and she decides that I want to keep this baby for myself. And so little baby Moses now is at Pharaoh's house and Miriam sees that the baby has arrived safely um, at Pharaoh's daughter's house. And um, Miriam inserts herself into the narrative and tells Pharaoh's daughter, do you you want me to go get a a Hebrew woman that can, you know, nurse the baby for you so that you can keep the baby? And she says, yeah, do that. And so unbeknownst to Pharaoh's daughter, Pharaoh or anybody else, but her and Miriam, um, Moses's mom gets an opportunity to come nurse him, right? and keep him. And so Moses grows up a Hebrew child inside of the Pharaoh's house. Now, I'm telling you all of this, it's very important. So go with me, right? He grows up a Hebrew child inside of um, inside Pharaoh's house. And so he knows the customs of the Hebrew people. He also knows the customs and the things of, of the Egyptians, right? Because he's not really Egyptian. He is Hebrew. And so one day um, he sees and, and starts to realize and understand the injustice that's being done to the Hebrew people. And he ends up seeing an Egyptian beaten on a Hebrew person and he kills an Egyptian. Egyptian soldier or Egyptian man and buries him in the sand. 
at that point, um, somebody uh, alerts Moses to the fact that they saw him do that. And so Moses goes on the run because now he's like, oh yeah, Pharaoh's going to kill me. Yeah, I got to get out of here. So he runs and he goes and hides for like 40 years, right? And so when we get to him at the burning bush, he is, he has been on... Um, uh what what uh what is the name of it when you when you leave he has been in um witness protection <laughs> like he is he is like in witness protection program he has left the whole country um he has left the whole area and he has started a whole new identity a whole new everything um over in in Midian right and so he's at the burning bush and God says to him, hey, I need you to go to Egypt and command that Pharaoh, let my people go. So do know what might be going on through Moses's head. Like, um, yeah, no, that's the place that I ran from. That's actually, I'm a fugitive. Do you, do you understand? I've been over here in witness protection and you are trying to get me uncomfortable. Like this would be crazy that that's a suicide mission god what are you talking about i can't go to egypt that is that's that's where i'm running from right <laughs> so god says to moses listen all the people that wanted to kill you and you guys got to read it it's in there i'm telling you all the people that headed out for you that were going to kill you they're all dead now so don't worry like it's all good here's what i need you to do i need you to go to pharaoh tell him let my people go so there's this entire exchange that happens. And here's what I want you to see. Um, there's this entire exchange that happens. And he says things like, okay, so um, one, they're going to kill me. So God says, no, they're not going to kill you. He says, well, wait, wait, wait. How, like, why me? Like, why, why, why are you sending me? You're, you're chosen for this time. You, you're going to go. He, then he offers another excuse. He's like, well, uh, okay, let's say I do go. Who who am I going to say sent me? Because I'm not, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm Moses. <laughs> Hebrew fer- fugitive. So who, who am I going to say sent me? And God answers him. He says, tell him I am. I am that I am sent you. Moses is like, oh, Lord, now this, this is going from bad to worse now. What in the world is going on? So he says now he says, um, OK, well, look, God, I would love to do this. But I don't speak well. I am not eloquent with, with my words. I can't. I'm not going to be able to speak. And and in the scripture, you'll see God gets a little bit indignant with Mr. Uh, um, with, with Mr. Moses. Um, and, he, and he tells him, listen, I'm the one that made your whole tongue. First of all, like you can do whatever I said you can do. But even still, I'm going to give you Aaron, your brother, Aaron, he's going to speak for you. So we've already thought about all of this. Do you understand Moses? This is your assignment. And now remember, um, Moses is afraid. So they, they do go through before they get to even that part, um, Moses and God go through a whole exchange, right? So God asks him a question. He says, you know, what's in your hand? And he says, uh, the rod. And God tells him to throw the rod down, right? The rod becomes a snake. And then he, and then when he, when the snake is on the ground, he picks it back up. It becomes a rod. Put your hand in your bosom. He, he goes through this whole like activity with Moses to prove that I'm the God that's sending you like I, the creator of all things. That's who I'm, that's who you're speaking to right now. So you are not capable of telling me what you can and cannot do because I already knew you and all of what 
has happened to you, all of the childhood trauma, all of you growing up in the wrong place, all of you being saved from being murdered, all of you going down the Nile in a basket, all of you showing up at Pharaoh's daughter's house. It is all working together for your good. You've been chosen for this. All of that was for this. Do y'all see yourself in this story? All of what you faced is for now. So now I need you to go do what I said. And so Moses, after he realizes he's not going to win, he packs up his wife and his children and they go. And they go and they meet Aaron, his brother, and they begin this journey. And it's pretty um, interesting. You guys know about the plagues, right? So Moses does show up in Hebrew land after all this time missing. He is unknown to many of the people because he's been gone a long time. And he's doing this assignment that only him and God know about. But it's an assignment that will affect the entire Hebrew nation. (laughs) But he is the only one with the details. And even his details are minimal and limited. It's his obedience that is going to get the job done. Right? And so God tells Moses to go to Pharaoh. Let my people go. And you guys know what happens. Pharaoh's heart is hardened. Um, and, and it even says that God hardened his heart. And, and listen, we, we would need a whole nother like Bible study to go into that. Um, but even that's significant, right? But God hardens Pharaoh's heart and continues to send Moses. And then there's one plague after another plague after another plague after another plague. Finally, there is the last plague, which um, God sends the death angel because Pharaoh has now de- decided that it, he's not going to comply. Um, even after all the plagues, God sends the death angel tells the Hebrew people put the blood on the door the death angel will pass over go inside shut yourself in blood on the door stay inside don't move and um, he's going to take out the firstborn of, of, of Egypt and they are going to be able to escape so they end up escaping they get to another impossibility and this is what I want you to see Um, And they get to another impossibility. And here's what happens. They go, right? Because the death angel has now come and the Egyptians are, Pharaoh is like, oh yeah, y'all got to get out of here. But then Pharaoh changes his mind. And as the children of Israel, the Hebrew people are leaving out of Egypt, he starts to send a bunch of chariots after them because now it's about to be war okay so he starts to send a bunch of chariots after them now understand that these this is a migration of a nation these are not like three families like that are moving this is a whole township um that's moving these are like you know it could be easily upwards of two million people uh like there's a lot of people (laughs) right there's a five hundred thousand i don't know more But there's like a township of people that are moving, not a couple families. So a whole nation is coming out of Egypt and Pharaoh sends the the army and they're coming behind them with chariots. Right. So they're coming after them and then they get to the Red Sea. So we have possibility on impossibility, unimaginable impossibility (laughs) happening. Right. 
Pharaoh's behind me. My enemy is behind me. They're trying to kill me. And the Red Sea is in front of me. And I'm in the middle. What in the world am I supposed to do now? Right? And so imagine just for a moment being Moses. Because you are very much like Moses in this example. Imagine being Moses. Taken out of a comfortable place, taken out of hiding, taken out of the land that was trying to, you know, that where you did your dirt and you chilling in Midian. God gives you this crazy assignment. Not only is it crazy, you're responsible for the lives of all these people. And here you are with the Red Sea in front of you, the enemy behind you and the people are screaming, you bought us out here to kill us. What is wrong with you, sir? And God speaks to Moses again after Moses says, like, Lord, what are we supposed to do? And what's so fascinating to me is he asked him the same question that he asked him at the burning bush. What's in your hand? Because remember, at the burning bush, he had his rod. His rod was what he used, right, while he was tending the sheep in the field. At the time God called him, he already had every single thing that he needed to overcome this impossible situation. And so he's standing at the Red Sea. God says, what's in your hand? And now when I heard him say, what's in your hand? If I were Moses, I'm thinking like Sabrina, um, God, okay, uh, what's in my hand is probably irrelevant right now because I could tell you was not in my hand. Was not in my hand is a machine gun, a cannon to get this enemy off me or a submarine for us to all, you know, a boat or a ship, a cruise ship. So that's not in my hand. And that's basically what I'm feeling would be necessary right now based on the kind of situation you got us in. <laughs> so that's how I would be thinking. Okay. What's in my hand. Uh, I, I'm only thinking about what's not in my hand. And so sometimes the thing that God wants to use looks nothing like the thing you need. Sometimes the thing that God wants to use looks nothing like the thing you need. What's in your hand. He takes what's in his hand, the staff and he, pointed to the river and you guys know the story the the sea parts right he parts the red sea and the bible says that the children of israel are able to cross over on dry land these miracle after miracle because if the sea parted and there was any land it would at least be muddy land it's not muddy land it's dry land it's a miracle at work before their eyes, the God of all creation. This is the same God that I serve. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, and, and when you are in relationship with God and you have access to, to, to God and, 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 and you realize that all that is, is because of him, you can approach life in a whole different way. You can be in the most impossible situation and understand that you serve the God that makes all things possible. And there is nothing that is too hard for him. So when you see the way that um, a, a true believer will respond to, um, to, to, to dire situations, it seems crazy. But it's because we're working with some information that not everybody is privy to, which is I know what God can do. So I have no reason to fear, be anxious, be worried or doubt. The word of God is left here for me as an example 
many are like this are like Moses. The, 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 the key to it is the thing that God is giving you to do. And you know what the thing is that God is giving you to do because it's the thing that won't go away. It's the thing that you keep talking about. It's the thing that comes up all the time. You can't work over it. You can't start a business over it. You can't get married over it. It always springs back up. This one, this one, or, these one or two things just keeps coming back up that you should be doing this. You should be doing this. You should be. And it's because it's in you to do. Right. When when that's there, you cannot do that, though, without the creator. Right. Moses was always when he was a baby in the Nile River, he was always the deliverer of the of the Hebrew people. Always. That was always in him. He didn't know it, though. And there had to be some impossible situations presented for him to even realize that this is what God called me to do. So don't be afraid of the impossible because with God, all things are possible. They get across the river. They No, not the river, the sea. Now, let me be clear. They get across the ocean. <laughs> they get across the Red Sea. And something so profound happens. This, this little piece of a conversation right here on the other side of the river that happens. Um... As they are crossing over and this is um, I wrote this on my calendar at the beginning of the year and this has been my theme and this is what I am repeating to myself over and over again as they get over to the on the other side of the sea. Um, there's some fear and there are there's a whole like conversation going on. Right. And the people that are on the other side say, you know, they start to say, listen, this is this is like we're we're gonna die out here. Like this is crazy. Like Pharaoh's army, they're 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 coming and they're they're gonna get us. They start to be afraid. You know, they're having these conversations like any other human being would. Like all of us would be crying and screaming. <clears throat> they're having this conversation, and Moses says something that is driving me right now. And he says, The enemies you see today. You will see no more forever. The enemies you see today, you will see no more forever. And I can't speak for nobody else but me in this instance. But there are some things that I have faced, some impossible situations. I have been in some hard places where it felt like Pharaoh's army was behind me and the Red Sea was in front of me and there was no place to go at all. Either I'm going to drown or I'm going to die. Where the only two things that I can see is possibilities. I've been in hard places, you know, between a rock and a hard place. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? I've been in a place where you feel like you on quicksand, right? It looked like you can walk on it. Then you start walking and you start sinking. Like, I know what that feels like. And you probably do too. And I had, I came to this place and I, I like, God, look, you're going to have to help me through it. But I have declared that I am in a no more forever type season. I, there are some things that I had not dealt with that I have now dealt with some enemies behind me 
some things that happened to me, some things done around me, right? That had presented themselves as obstacles to me. But in this season, I'm crossing over. I'm going, I'm moving past it. (laughs) And these enemies, those enemies, I will see no more forever. It's a no more forever type season. And so I don't care how impossible your situation looks. I don't care how dreary, how hopeless. If you have God, he is the hope. Your hope is in him. And just imagine what is going on in Moses' mind. Some of you have some pretty tough assignments. Some huge assignments. Assignments that is going to change the trajectory of your family. Assignments that is going to change your, that is going to deeply impact your legacy. You have something You're carrying something and it is time now to trust God to help you cross over. It's time to cross over. Why not you? If not you, then who? Everything about your story has been perfectly crafted. But you'll never get to the good end. If you don't come to know the author. God is the author. And the finisher. And so. It would be in your best interest. To turn to the creator. Like you've heard me say before. The creator of a thing determines the purpose of a thing. No created thing. Looks to itself. For the purpose. You understand? The person that created the chair created the chair to sit on. The chair doesn't look at the creator and say, let me tell you what I am. (laughs) That would be silly. There's even a scripture, I believe it's Isaiah, maybe Isaiah 45 or 43 in the Message Bible. And it says um, somewhere in there. It says, does the, does the clay look at the potter and tell the potter what it's going to be? Are you kidding me? Why not you? And if not you, then who? You're built for this. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. I'm going to sign off now. Please leave me a comment. If this has been enlightening in any way or helpful to you I would love 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 to hear it okay so leave me a message share it share it with a friend share it on your Facebook screaming from the rooftops the BMW life podcast is changing lives okay Um, but I, I pray that you take some time today and and what are you running from write it down write it down and spend some quiet time with God And allow him to speak to you. Yeah, allow him to speak to you. Okay, if you need me, you know how to reach me. Follow me on Instagram, bossmomwife underscore life. Um, And you can also leave us a comment here. 
and find me on serenaspeaks.com. We do have a Facebook page that is just for a Facebook group. If you search it in Facebook, we have a Facebook group specifically for the podcast. Um, I would love for some more interaction to be happening over there. So if you want to talk more about the podcast or if you want to ask questions or whatever, um, I'm more than willing to engage you there. So, um, yeah, go over to, to Facebook and search for the BMW Life uh, podcast page and you can join the group and get in there and tell us what you think. Love to hear it. All right. Have a wonderful day. You see there, I told you you were in for a treat. Is that incredible or what? I am sure that there was something said today that has you really, really thinking. And here's the deal. You can head right over to my website and I have so many good things for you, like specifically for you. Uh, We have a community of like-minded, faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you. And I mean, we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things. So head on over to serenathomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further, okay? And then also, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, this is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us and listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye.